The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. This is the premier podcast for late model dirt track racing. This is Forward Bite. From the Crosley Studios in Race City, USA, here's your host, Kyle Armstrong. Welcome back to another episode of the Forward Bite Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Armstrong, and back by popular demand, we had him on the last episode. Adam Logan was such a such a popular guest there, I decided to bring him back for a co-host this week. And uh, we're going to chat a little bit about what we've done over the past couple of weeks or whatever. And then uh, got a couple of really interesting guests coming up on the show later on. You don't want to miss that. A couple of weekend winners, uh, Cody Overton and Kenny Collins, both picked up those wins down there at Livonia Speedway this weekend with the Dry Dean Extreme Dirt Car Super Late Model Series. And uh, we're, we're excited to have them on the show coming up. Well, anyway, what's going on, Adam? We had you on here a couple of weeks ago. Like I said, popular demand. We brought you back in here for another one of these episodes. So what's been going on over the last couple of weeks? Popular. <laughs> the people liked it. You got to give the people what they want, right? Yeah. Oh, man, nothing much. Just uh, trying to get over. Um, got the Speed Weeks hangover right now. We're kinda, going. Kind of waiting to see how the, how the season you know, progresses from here on out, see what happens, see who sticks with which series and see who stays on the hot streaks that they uh, start, you know, ended speed weeks with, see if they can keep it up. So. We're, yeah, we were going through withdrawals there last week, didn't really have any racing to watch. But what really stood out to me was a Dirt on Dirt article there showed how much money that, that all those guys had won. And uh, Devin Moran won like $92,000 down there in the course of a couple of about a month or so, Georgia, Florida. So he's off to a really good start. Of course, he's the number one driver right now in their rankings. So off to a good start. Yeah, but he had a he had a, a heck of a speed weeks down there. It's like he, he almost couldn't finish out there for a minute. So, you know, top two, top two. I mean, he was there every every night. He was he was in contention. Uh, he wrapped up. I think he won the the big gator down at uh, Volusia, and I think he even won the um the weekly points down at East Bay. So. That uh, that team he's got that Ty Torg and them guys up there they've they've got a good team right now and um he'll be he'll be one to to watch this year I think he'll be he'll be pretty cool we'll see what happens you know his big story was his his uh his brother longtime crew member crew chief um is kind of stepping away from the the full time gig of you know working on the race car so um we'll see what see what happens there he ain't he said I'm not completely gone so he'll be back around but just not day in and day out so but uh, that was good by that team to have a, a strong speed weeks um madden ended the week with a with a which he was good all week you know got him a win dale mack was was very strong and that was that was cool that was a I, good feel good story for for mcdowell to come back after what he's gone through of course and and come back and win those races that he did down there that was uh I was I was that was pretty special, you know, because like he said, he didn't know if he'd ever, you know, get back in a in a late model, and then pretty much first race back, you know, in the first Volusia one, Volusia one point oh, he uh, he got the win down there, and then he kind of went back home, regrouped, and went back to Volusia, and he he didn't uh, didn't miss a beat, you know, he was up there, you know, all week, so um, that was. Um, that was pretty cool to see that. That's that's good. Those are those are some some good guys up there. So it's pretty cool to see that you know Dell Mac running strong like that. 
one of my favorite things there that week was to get to see Dennis Herb Jr. pick up a win. You know, he kind of got robbed out of his last win down there at Volusia a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, he did. That was a that was a strange night. I was there that night, and that was um that was um hated to see it for him because he he definitely he won that night. He did beat us. You know, we we finished third that night, and I think Shepard was second. Right. And that was one of the deals when they first started that Drew Rule deal on the Outlaw. What was that? Two, two, twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. They started that deal, and it was a you know it was one of those deals. It was kind of confused. You know, we did the Drew Rule before we went on the front straightaway, so we checked that, and then we went and had Victory Lane and did the interviews, and then we went back to the Outlaw trailer, and Dennis Herb went and loaded his stuff up. So it was a, it was a little little weird. I think there was a miscommunication on there on what. Were, were we done doing tech or were we not done doing tech? And it kind of, I hated it for him. It kind of, it backfired on him. But for, for him to come down there and, you know, he's always, he, he's one of those guys, he, he's sneaky good. Like you can't, can't ever, can't ever count him out. You know, when he's on, him and Heather, when they got their uh, equipment right there, they're pretty hard to beat. Yeah, he won one at East Bay, too, to start that other week. But, yeah, I was down there, too, at Volusia that night, and I felt so bad for Dennis Herb Jr. I didn't hear about it till like, an hour after it had happened. We were back at the camper drinking a couple of drinks and had the fire going uh, till we, but when we got the news. And it was like, man, I, you know, that kind of made the rest of the night kind of somber because we were really excited to see him win that night, and it got kind of robbed from him. So good to see him make the comeback this year and win a couple of, a couple of weeks ago there, one of those nights. and. Gosh, I can't even remember who won some of those other ones. I don't have it in front well, of me. Well, you got Gustin. Gustin won. Yeah. Gustin, I think he won the second night. And that was that was good for him. He's, you know, he did the outlaw deal last year. And he was close uh, a few races, you know. And him being a rookie, you know, you kind of take that as a, as a win, being close in some of them races and heading up and down the road. And, you know, it wasn't an outlaw race. But you look at all the competition down there, it pretty much was an, an outlaw race that I mean, he only won. So that was good, and, and that was good for him, too, because, um, you know, uh, his long – or his sponsor, which sponsors him and Jimmy Owens, that Leon Ramirez, you know, passed away. So that was pretty cool for him to get in victory lane after, you know, his, his sponsor uh, passed away there. So that was that was pretty – that was another, you know, kind of feel-good story of the week, you know, for him to get back in victory lane. So Yeah, it was a sad deal for sure to lose Leon Ramirez. Um you know, I'm looking at it right now here. Brandon Overton, he did. He won one of those races too with a smoking engine that one night. I remember that, and uh, you know, just so many races, it's hard. It La lasted 40 laps. It lasted all. It lasted, it lasted long enough. It lasted 40 laps, and he got in the W. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you look at it here. I'm looking at the top five finishes, and Devin Moran had 15 of them. Brandon Shepard had 10. And uh, I mean that's that's pretty good payday right there to to, do, to go down there and do that good for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's it's tough to beat that rocket camp. They they when they go down to Florida, they're always loaded for bear. And so he had a good speed week too. He had what three in a row at East Bay. Um, um, he was in contention at 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 um, they go here in Volusia. So I mean that like I said, that's. I think uh, the sport's in a good spot right now. Everybody's, you know, got some... A lot of different winners. A lot of different We're going to give a shout-out to Ashton Winger, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Air Force. Yeah. Oh, Wayne Dean. Got him, got him a win. That was from... That was the makeup of Volusia 1.0 on that deal. So, that was pretty cool. That team, you know, they, they formed that team late last year, him and that GR. GR Smith, yeah. So, um, they... Um, 
they're clicking right now. You know, that he's he's gonna be real good. He was good in his own equipment last year. You know, him and his dad traveled, did the summer national deal, and got a few wins up there. And and then they just um kind of formed that partnership with GR at the end of last year and had some good strong runs and this year to come out um competitive like he is, that's uh, that's gonna be he's gonna have a good year. I'll say that. Now it just what does he do? Does he kinda do a a hit and miss deal and chase the money or is he is he gonna is he gonna follow the Lucas tour? That's another interesting topic that you bring up there. You know, Jonathan Davenport's always been a Lucas Oil regular for the last couple of years and he he basically dropped off and he's just gonna go run the big time races and uh so it look it looks like Jimmy Owens is gonna do the same thing. Uh it, and that's an interesting uh approach. You know, Brandon Overton's been really successful over the past couple of years doing that and I think those guys see that and there's a lot of big money races coming up in the middle of the week and everything and you know why not now's the time to do it if you're going to do it exactly this year if you're gonna if you're not going to run the tours you know lucas or whatever world of outlaw and you're just going to chase the money this is the year to do it you got so many big high paying races um you got that new xr starting up and they're putting out some big money um you got the flow deal that goes during the middle of the week you know races like that um like I said, this this is the year that if you're going to chase the money, it's it's the time to do it. And you know, like these guys that get on hot streaks, like like Moran, he he's not going to run a tour. He said that. So a guy like that that's come out of speed weeks pretty you know strong. He's basically leading in the points of Lucas. Well, I think Shepard's leading in Lucas, but he's like second, and he's somewhere toward the top in the World of Outlaw points. Again, I don't have it in front of me, but man, he could he could choose either one of those and go do it. But, he could. But I don't think I, I think he's going to go run those big races. I think he's just going to hit and miss and kind of do what he. Um, he had a stellar he season last year, mm-hmm. and it kind of went off the radar because he kind of did that. So let's see if this year, you know, those running a schedule like that gets noticed a little bit more because so many guys are doing it. I think it. I think it will be. I think those guys, you know, in the past, if you're not one of the the guys on the two top tour series, like you said, everybody kind of, you know, they're good. And people recognize them, but it's not as as strong as like a T Mac, you know, running and winning the Lucas last year, or Shepard running and run, you know, on the Outlaw deal, winning championships and races, and you know, those other races and the non touring races and stuff like that gets kind of those drivers get left, you know, not really noticed. Sort of lost in the shuffle. So now, you know, more drivers are not committing to series, you know, and. Yeah, there's a big possibility too. What does Chris Madden do? You know, he in his last interview of the week, he was like, "I don't, you know, we're gonna have a meeting. We don't know how that meeting went yet, but you know, he said uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna talk to my sponsors and see what's best for them and best for me. So he's leading the outlaw points. Does he, you know, follow suit like JD and hit the big money races and run close to home and you know choose what he wants to wants to race, or is he gonna follow the outlaw schedule? So I think this year there's going to be more guys that, that bounce around. You know, I, I saw this, I think it was this week or last week, uh, Chris Ferguson, you know, a local boy around here, he put out his schedule. And it's, you know, he's got a bunch of, you know, he's got Lucas and Outlaw, a lot of XR races, so he's chasing the money. You know, I think every race on his schedule was at least $20,000. Right. But he's not following a tour. Right. I, so, know, I noticed that too. It's this is going to be an interesting year to see who goes where and you know i i can't wait personally i'm pretty excited about everything that's to come in this in this year so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be, a lot of guys are gonna have i think a lot of people are like you were talking about the money deal you know that 
Moran, you know, was able to win down in speed weeks. I think a lot of guys that, like you said, have kind of been under the radar or kind of get lost in the shuffle, they're going to have good paying you know, races this year, you know, because no, not everybody's going to be able to run every big money race this year. So it's going to be interesting who shows up to what race and then who wins. And some of them guys, like you said, getting lost in the shuffle or not, you know, top 10 in a Lucas or Outlaw, those guys are going to have, they're going to have good years. And they can this year because of the money out there. Yeah, my buddy uh, Justin Fiedler does that Dirt Track Dirt Tracker Daily podcast, and his uh, a topic that he gets hung up on a lot is does championships really matter, and that's exactly the topic we're on. And I mean, me and him have debated it before, uh, and it's seen. I, I told him I said I think big race wins matter more in dirt late model racing. It, it, I, I think it's both, but in in years past, you know, there wasn't that many big paying races, so to make the money, to be a dirt racer you had to follow a series um the the billy moyers the scott bloomquist i know he ran lucas and outlaw for years you know a few years but he was one of those guys that were a true outlaw type racer hit and miss and everything back in the day you had to be half a tampa or stars or whatever to be a big dog i think this year i mean the championship like that's something you can hang your head you know your hat on saying i won the championship on lucas i won it on outlaw but I think now, I think everybody, I think the fans understand. I think the the sport has changed that, you know, they understand that guy is a good race car driver. He won a ton of money this year. Like Overton. Are they going to say he's not a good race car driver because he didn't win no championship last year? No. No. Well, he was the number one dirt late model driver in the country, and he didn't run no series. He didn't win no championship. You know, he, he won close to a million dollars, and he just hit and miss. Yeah, so, I think... Like, I think it's um, it's changed, and I think it's that's like it's for the better. I think more drivers get exposed. You know that you know there's more races out there for them to go hit and miss, and you know get their name out there, and uh, better. I, I think it's better for the sport. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm looking ahead to the calendar for this weekend. We've got some pretty good races coming up here in the southeast region this weekend with uh, the Ray Cook Spring Nationals kicking off their tour this weekend with two uh, dates, 10053 to win a piece. The Spring Nationals at Swainsboro Raceway on Friday night and then on Saturday night at Sonoya Raceway in Sonoya, Georgia. And then I'm getting crossed up here. And then, uh, of course, the Ultimate Series and the Ironman are pairing up to do a race Saturday night at Smoky Mountain Speedway for both of their season openers, 12000 to win. And then... Of course, Sunday it all culminates at uh, Cherokee Speedway for the Southern All Stars season opener, and that's that's the one I'm going to go to this weekend. I got that circled on the calendar. I always enjoy going down there to Scott Childress and Tony Adair's Cherokee Speedway. So we'll be the there Sunday. The place your mama warned you about. The place your mama warned you about. You know they had the big block modifieds up there or down there this past weekend, and I mean that was a heck of a show. The track looked pretty good and. A lot of good racing down there in that thing, so I'm, it's got me even more excited about what's to come for this weekend at that place. It looks like they, just from watching, I watched a few highlights of that big block, it looked like they changed the track of it. It was racy. I mean, they, he had guys on the bottom, on the top, so hopefully, you know, the late models this week put on a, put on a good show. Of course, it'll be a day race, and that's usually not ideal or whatever, but it is what it is. I think, I think I'm looking forward to it regardless, just to get to hear the power and the roar of the horsepower and get to go see a race this weekend it's basically in our backyard so oh, yeah yeah and I, I haven't been to a race all year so this will be, be the first one and you know 
get the, got the itch right now. I got the itch too. I'm ready to go see it for sure. So, all right. Well, yeah, that, that kind of is our opening act there. And we'll uh, take a quick break here on the other side of the break. We're going to go to the uh, phone lines there and talk to Cody Overton, who picked up the win this weekend in the Extreme Series down at Livonia Speedway in Georgia. It was his first career win. So stay tuned right here on the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. All right, welcome back to the Forward Bike Podcast. We're excited to have this next guest here on the, uh, on the hotline with us today. Cody Overton out of Evans, Georgia. 24-year-old driver picked up his first career super late model win this weekend, Friday night at Livonia Speedway in the, in the Dry Dean Extreme Dirt Car Series. Uh, what's up, Cody? Hey, how are you? We're pretty good, man. We're just sitting here uh, talking to you. I guess uh, I guess you're the man of the hour. You... Uh, Got your first career super late model win down there this weekend. I know you've won a lot of great late model races, but you, like you said there in your interview, it was a long time coming and it was hard to get that first one. But uh, congratulations. Uh, talk us a little bit. Talk us through that race a little bit there on Friday night. Oh, yeah. No, it is tough and I appreciate it, but I really don't know, man. It's, I know it wasn't much, but it was big to me. I mean, just to race supers and be around all them guys all the time. I mean, it's just tough. I mean, I got killed in Florida, so that was not fun. And then the whole time, I'm just down there just running B-Main after B-Main after B-Main. I'm like, is it always like this or just, or am I not this good? Like, I don't know what's going on. So, I don't know. I think it all worked out. And I guess, like Brandon said, when it's your time, it's your time. And everything just kind of went my way. And I think that redraw had a big play in it. And I feel like I had a good car all night, but probably not a winning car, but the redraw put us there, and it's just kind of luck of the draw. Luck of the draw, yeah. You uh, you wore them out there. But I think I think just from me just watching races, I think uh, you going to Florida and doing getting all those laps under your belt there before you went to that, I think that definitely had to help, didn't it? No, I, I completely agree with that. Like, I think that was probably the biggest thing that's ever helped me. It kind of got me more comfortable, and then when I got – back home where i kind of knew places i i felt like oh this is just another another day like i mean you line up with jimmy owens and brandon and shepherd and all them guys and you're like oh i have no chance and then like not saying about ross or any of them guys i'd line up beside them and still think that but i mean it just kind of smooths everything out i guess when you get away from them big guys kind of that do it every single day and kind of get somewhere local where you got five or six guys that can really dominate. Yes, I mean, last year, I mean, you're not completely new to the super stuff. You started racing supers a little bit last year. You did the the Summer National Ray Cook deal a little bit. Yep. So but, I did it for that two-week deal, and then I think I went to one more at Harris, and then that was kind of it for that deal. So um, how did uh, – so you're, you're with a new team this year, um, Jeff Matthews down there in, in Florida. How did that deal come about? Uh, we talked in Eldor at the dream and we kind of, he just said that he wanted to start a team and he said, you're going to be my driver, but I just got to figure everything out. And then 
I don't know. He just kind of he called me one weekend. I went to a crate race in Cochran for Memorial. Is that right? Or Labor Day? Which one's in like September? Labor Memorial? Day. Labor. All right, Labor Day. I went there for a big crate race, and I blew my crate motor up, and he's like, well, I said I wanted you to drive for me one day, so we might as well start it now. So I went down there and drove his crate car, and then I guess the rest is history. We just kind of went from there. Well, that's good. That's awesome, someone getting an opportunity like that. So what? No. What's uh? What's your what's your plans for the year? Like, you just gonna kind of hit and miss? You gonna? You know... Yeah, just kind of follow around, just whatever we can. And I want to do all the Ray Cook deal, and I really want to go run some of them Hell Tour races, just that all that stuff out there with Sam and stuff. So I guess we'll just see how it goes. Really, it sounds like you've got a neat opportunity there that that lets you pick and choose and go wherever you want to go. Uh... Uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty good to be a driver that just has the. I mean, I know you're there working on it and everything and all that, but but you get a you got a pretty good car owner there and Jeff Matthews that allows you to go race those races and uh, that's got to oh. be a pretty good feeling. No, oh, definitely. I mean, he gives me. I mean, he pretty much gave me everything I need to go race and said, "This is your team. You run it how you want to do it." And I'm just here. And if something happens, uh, if we were just terribly bad and just everything's going wrong. He would step in, but he definitely has a lot of trust in me and lets me just kind of do my own deal. And, and I mean, he really doesn't say much to me. Just, it's always proud of me. Just lets me do whatever I need. Well, Jeff's a good race car driver in his own right. Is he going to try to race any in that, uh, in a backup car or anything? Is he got any plans this year? Uh, he said he was going to slow down a lot. He didn't want to race. That's pretty much why he got me here. Cause he said he had so much invested in this race and, and he didn't want to do it, but he didn't want to sell it either. So he wanted somebody that could take it over and keep it all up for him. And so I think he's going to do a little bit, but as a game plan right now, if we go way out and he just wants to go, he'll just fly up and we'll just swap seats. We got a seat in our rig that'll fit him. And we can just put it in real quick, let him drive, and then he can fly on back to Florida, wherever, just kind of do his own thing. That's pretty cool. So, uh, where are you at right now? Where are you uh, working on that race car at? I, I am in Tampa right now. We're trying to get ready. We're going to leave Thursday and head to Swainsboro. Swainsboro, and then of course uh, Sonoya, Georgia, too, this weekend. Those are two pretty good tracks. I think that'll be in your wheelhouse a little bit. Yeah, and then we'll go to Gaffney on Sunday. Cool. We yeah, I'll see you at Gaffney Sunday. We'll be down there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, I've never had you on this podcast before. I've had uh, I've had your brother Brandon on here, of course, and uh, man, everybody knows Brandon, and he told kind of told his story about where he got his start. But uh, uh, he's a little bit older than you, so uh, how did you kind of get started in this whole racing deal back whenever that ever that was? Um, I just went on the road with him. I got homeschooled, and this is what I wanted to do. I, I didn't think I was ever going to get the race. I thought it was going to be like a Shane and Dale kind of deal. And I was just going to be stuck working on everything forever. And then I uh, went on the road with him, got homeschooled, and just stayed on the Outlaws, did that. And then I just saved all my paychecks and everything that he gave me. And he helped me get my first, like, late model, like his old 602. And he kind of put it together for me. And then as soon as he started driving for Weaver, he said, it's your turn now, so go try it. So then I just started racing from there. And you've uh, and what what year was that? About fifteen or sixteen? I'm thinking the fuck. I think sixteen, yeah. And ever since you've uh, you've been racing and you kind of kind of been doing it on your own, doing all the work on it, kind of funding yep. it and everything. And uh, man, that that speaks volumes to me to get to see that. And uh, you've yep. no, uh, I definitely have everything that I've ever raced besides this deal and Coulter's deal. I've always owned myself, like always done it by myself, had it by myself, just whatever I could do to get and get it. So I guess it, you just got to pay your dues and 
let it go and see what happens. Do you think as a, so you're driving now, you've, you've raced the crate stuff. Um, do you think those years you were with your brother traveling up and down the road, do you think that's, that's helped you now that, you know, now that you're the driver and you say you take care of everything, but those years of you just working on his stuff and being around him and you think that's helped you as a driver? I do. I, I think anybody that's ever going to race or try to race or want to start to race, I think they should go work for somebody for a good, hard year. Like, learn it all. You don't need to know just one thing. You don't definitely need to know just how to drive. You need to do it all. So, I, I don't know. I, I think it does. Like, I feel like when I first started racing and got in, it wasn't as hard as I – I mean, it was hard. But it – I would kind of watch it and know, and I would always see Brandon. He would always tell me, like, this is what it feels like. This is what it's going to do. Or, And I think it just kind of helped me. But if I if they would have just threw me out there, I'd never done it and never worked on it and just kind of just went and watched, I think I would be struggling still. Like, I just – I think if you're more involved in it and you know everything and not just bits and pieces of it, it you'll struggle for a while until you learn it all. I got you. So now that you trans- transition into the super stuff, what's the biggest the biggest difference as far as you racing the crate stuff and, and now jumping up to the supercars? What's what's the biggest difference that you've seen uh, so far? Besides the obvious, you know, you know, going down to Florida, you know, the competition, you know, everybody's so good. I think my foot, it got heavier. I don't know. I feel like I don't match the gas, and it will light them up. <laughs> a lot more power uh, there. Yes. I, that's the only thing that I struggle. Like, anywhere we, anytime we go somewhere, like, fast, I feel like I'm flying. So, I feel like, yeah, I'm good. And then it slicks off. That's when I really start to struggle. But, I mean, that's what separates the men from the boys right there. If you can get it done in the slick, that's – that's 90% of these races. I mean, you just got to know when when to be on the gas and when not. Like, even when I was in Livonia for that race, I I absolutely killed my tires. But like Brennan said, you, you got to learn to slow down. Like, I know you're out front. I know you're just happy, excited. You just got to slow down. And I just ain't really comprehended that yet. I still <laughs> just delay in it. I don't, it don't matter to me. Little gasser. We got a little gasser on our hands yeah. right here. I guess it's pretty uh, pretty neat to have uh, have your brother on speed dial there. Of course, he has done everything over the last couple of years and won all the big races last year and all that. And of course, he's got to he's got to help you a lot. Don't he give you a lot of advice? Yeah, he he has. But I mean, it, it's tough for him to help me with me driving rockets. But I don't know. We got a little surprise this weekend, so we'll see how everything changes. I got you. So, I, I got a question. Me and Armstrong are talking about this. So, brother's big sexy. <laughs> Do you like little sexy or no? I, I, it don't matter. I don't really pay anybody attention. <laughs> so, I don't. It don't matter. Have you, always been, cool. have you always been called little sexy or have you had another nickname? Uh, well, yeah, I've had other nicknames, but I don't think I can say them on here. <laughs> We're PG-13, ain't we? I don't know what we are here. <laughs> I, think, I think we might can yeah. get away with it, but either way, we'll, we'll come up with you a good one here. We'll have to think about yeah. it. <laughs> that's it. But, yeah, man, it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch your progression over the years. You've won a lot of pretty good crate races, I guess, too, over the years. And, uh, and, and, and just like he just said, he kind of stole my question, but I just was going to – well, I guess – I guess really like what's the biggest difference honestly from getting in a you know getting out of a crate car not a lot of power and then jumping right into that super it seems to me like you were just sort of thrown to the wolves in that deal whenever you got in it in that Coulter car back in the summer of last year yeah 
No, I definitely feel. I, yeah, but I mean, like that. I mean, them guys when they know, they know. I mean, they got, I guess, a good feel for me and just thought, hey, he can do it. But I definitely tell you, I didn't have no faith in myself. I said, there ain't no way I'm about to be good in this thing. So I don't want no expectations. And all Harold kept telling me was, man, I'm telling you, you got it. You got. Don't worry about it. Like. And it, you just go down the straightaway faster. The corner speed, the same. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I, – but I think that's good. I mean, the only way you're going to learn is get thrown out there. But I don't – some of these races I attend, I don't feel like I belong there. But, I mean, I feel like that's the only way I'm going to learn, to just get thrown out there and go. You got it, man. Well, I got another question for you here. Uh, you, you, Your girlfriend is a very accomplished race car driver in her own right, on a Parkhurst. Does, uh, and she just retired recently from racing. So does she, is she one of your biggest supporters, fans, or, I mean, no, like. Definitely. <laughs> or does she, she tell she does. you, does she tell you what you did wrong? That's what I was trying to think of to say. <laughs> she, all right. So we were in East Bay and I don't even think she's ever raced there. No, she hasn't. She, first time she came was with me. We went for a crate deal. We were down there for the Lucas, whatever. I, I did okay the first night. Second night, I, I. I think I messed up or did something. Third night, did the same thing. Well, I guess she got tired of it. So she said, hey, I think you're doing this wrong, and you're not on the gas or whatever. And I'm like, oh, what do, like, what do you know? Like, you don't know what you're talking about. So I'm, like, <laughs> blowing her off, and I come back in, and she says the same thing. I, I don't think you're on the gas. I said, you know what? My suit's in there. My other one, how about you get in and show me? And then uh, my boss man heard it, and he said, I don't know if you want that. I'm telling you, she might get in and show you what's up. And I was like, yeah, you, better, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a match race I'd love to see. Have y'all ever raced against each other? I guess y'all have. We have a couple. Not many. We tried to stay away from each other as much as possible. I think the very first time I ever raced was she ran me in the wall before we even took the green. Well, she had to take care like, of the competition before. You know, She had to take care of you somehow. <laughs> Yeah, we were in a B main together at Boyd's, and we were about to go green. We we're coming on the front straight away, and she's just pushing me up the hill, pushing me up the hill. Next thing you know, I'm in the fence, and she's just still hitting me. I'm like, "What are you doing?" But I mean, I know she was just just trying to get me up the hill and everything. But I mean, it's cool. But I don't know. She she's yeah. also outran me too for a Thanksgiving race. I led the whole thing with like two to go, and she drove right by me. So that was kind of devastating. And uh -huh. then one time. She started on the outside pole with me, and I ran her slap, like slap over, like just demolished her side. <laughs> so how how does that work after races like that? Do we get a little, I, we get a little cool could, down time. I, you could flip her over, run her in the fence, hit her head on. She'll still get out smiling. Just whatever, <laughs> it don't matter. I don't think she gets mad at anything. There's nothing you can do. There's like, nothing she, you can do to make her mad. Well, there is things you can okay. make her mad doing, right. but in race car, no, there is nothing you can do. I'm, I have done it all. I ran her in the wall, ran her over, jumped the start. So it, <laughs> anything, she don't care. So is she gonna be your? Uh, is she gonna be your crew chief this year, or just moral uh, support? I think she wants to take over all the t-shirt deal, uh -huh. so I'm letting her do that and just kind of play around. But she's on a good retirement plan right now. I don't know. She's living life, her best life. That's awesome. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, she could probably sell some T-shirts. You keep winning some of these races, man. You'll be selling some of those T-shirts for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. No, but the other night, like, I mean, she is. She's, I mean, everything. Like, she keeps me going when I'm up, when I'm down. I mean, she's there for me nonstop. And 
I mean, I can't be lost without her. She does everything for me. There ain't nothing she can't do for me. But I, like, I won Livonia, and she's crying, freaking out. I'm a little upset. I'm trying not to cry. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I got this. <laughs> so I'm like trying to like play it off. She's like sobbing, crying. I'm like, dang, is everything all right? I said it's okay. Like, we'll be fine. And then I was like, Did anybody die? And she's like, what? And I'm like, why are you crying so much? Like. <laughs> It had me freaked out for a minute. I thought somebody done died and I won. I said, damn, this all be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, you're, you know, first full year in a super. What's uh, what's some big goals or something that you think if at the end of 2022, it was a successful year, you know, what what is that in, in Cody's eyes? I, I mean, really, I feel like I just accomplished what I really wanted to do. I just wanted to win one. Just to say I done it, I did it. I, I can somewhat do it, but I mean, like anybody, I mean, I want to win as much as I can. I want to be just like Brandon one day and be better than him. So just whatever it takes to do it. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was kind of what I was going to think. That was the question I was going to ask. I mean, you, you, you do have a lot of big races, a lot of choices to choose from coming up. And are you going to kind of just stay in that, in that Southern region or, or is Jeff no, going to take you on up he, to some bigger? He, yeah, he wants me definitely to do the outdoor. I mean, like, I don't think I'll ever get another chance, or I may. I don't know. I can say that, but if if I never get another chance, he wants to be the first to take me to the Eldora. I want to do the Cedar Lake. I want to go way out there and do things that I can never do here. So, and he's game with it. He wants me to go to all the big ones, the North South, just anything we could do to just get better and just see. I mean, might not ever get this chance again, so might as well live it up. I love to hear that, man. You know, of course. Eldora's paying a million to win this year, and uh, yeah. your 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 Briller's got to be a favorite going into that deal. But gosh, if oh, uh, yeah. you keep it up, you could be a favorite. You and him could be head to head coming out of turn four. That would be cool. <laughs> that what would be. what would Cody do winning a million dollars? Wreck him. What would I would wreck him if if he was leading, I was second. But if I won a million, I've already got it planned out. I feel bad for Tony Stewart, but I'm gonna do it, and I feel bad for Jeff. But I'm gonna hang her right off the stage. I'm not, I ain't backing down the hill. I'm driving off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I get fined or whatever, that's fine and dandy. Like I'll pay him back whatever I got to do out of my percent. But I'm hanging her right. Well, well you got to protect that car because you still got to go for a hundred grand on what if, Saturday. What if you win a no. prelim night? Are you gonna still uh, do that? I might. I might like scare people if they're hearing this. I might like act like I'm gonna do it and then back up. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me win at me, and I got y'all boys. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Well, we're pulling for you then on that one, and we'll be there <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, well, well, Cody, this has been a lot of fun to get you on here. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. You keep uh, keep running good and winning these races. We wish you a lot of luck. We appreciate you being on the Forward Bike Podcast tonight. But before I let you go. Uh, give you a chance to thank your sponsors and your supporters. Yeah, I mean, I just can't thank Jeff and Ashley and all what they do for me and just car owner. They do an awesome job doing it. And the Budweiser guys, Kath and Doug, Kathy and Doug Vonador, and shoot, I don't even know how to do The Grizzly Coolers, uh, uh, John Henderson, Jeff Robinson, David Smith, just all of them. I mean, if it wasn't for those guys, I wouldn't be here. Real quick, I hate I, talking about your sponsors. Mm-hmm. Did you get a tattoo of your first win with the angry elephant tattoo? I know that's on your race car. <laughs> yes, that is Gene. Yeah, he's one of our good buddies down here. I actually met him. When, he's actually my car owner's best friend. So I met him. That's probably the coolest guy I've ever met in my life. And 
I did not get a tattoo, but I always tell him I'm gonna get like all these crazy tattoos, and he's just waiting on me to come up there. But I don't, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but well, hey, we've, it's been uh, good getting you on here, and uh, good luck this year. Thank you. Coming up next on the Forward Bike Podcast, we're going to go to Colbert, Georgia, and talk to Kenny Collins, who picked up another win down there at Livonia Speedway this weekend in the Dry Dean Extreme Dirt Car Series. This is the Forward Bike Podcast on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to the Forward Bike Podcast. We've got Kenny Collins on the phone line with, here with Adam Logan in the studio. Kenny, you picked up that big win down there at Livonia Speedway this weekend in the Dry Dean Extreme Dirt Car Series, and uh, I don't think you could be prouder. I talked to you on the phone a little while ago. Uh, talk us through that. I know you uh, cr- you crossed the finish line second, and we're in line behind the behind the uh, the race winner there, Brent Dixon, going across the scales, and he was twenty pounds light. What was you thinking whenever that happened? Uh, you know, it's it's a it's kind of a. I was talking to my dad about it last night. It's kind of a weird thing because uh, I've been fortunate enough to win a pretty good many races but and you always get that you know you got like a lap or so to wind down and kind of be excited and all that well like i was just happy to run second it ain't nothing like winning obviously so then you, you we pull in there and i'm like my hands was kind of cramping so i'm sort of sitting there flexing looking at gauges and all that and i looked up and like i could see the scale and it was like 2330 something and I was like, oh, he's light. And my first thought was, like, I, I kind of panicked for him, like, oh, that's terrible. You know, I, I don't want to lose a race like that. And uh, I was like, man. And so, anyway, I thought, well, maybe he's crooked or something. So so they backed us up, and they backed him up and rolled him back on. And it was, like, come up lighter that time. So, I don't know. It was it was kind of wild. And I knew we were going to be heavy. We had, we, had, uh, we had been really heavy every time we'd been across anyway, and we put a bunch of fuel in, so. It was it was just kind of <laughs> I didn't really even know what to say when I got on the front straightaway. I couldn't think of nobody's name to thank or nothing. It just kind of was wild, <laughs> but it was cool to do it at home. Well, that's why we got you on the podcast tonight. You got your notebook up to date now, don't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Make sure we put fuel in the car. That's right. Yeah, you know, I just I don't know. I try not to cut it that close. Plus, I'm kind of fat, so I don't have a whole lot of choice. I you you just shouldn't have that problem. Yeah, I, that's right. Brent, I told Brent he's going to have to eat a cheeseburger or something. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, how how does that, you know, hey, granted, you know, got it, you know, you'll take a win, you know, better be lucky than good any day, but does that does that help kick off the season for you, getting a win this early? It really, yeah, it really does, you know, especially the money. I mean, we got $6,400 or something over two days. It was a pretty good weekend, so, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty small. We pretty much pay for everything out of pocket we got a few pretty good sponsors and supporters but uh it really it really helps us you know i got an engine at clements and uh that's got to be paid for and that's expensive and we spent a bunch of money updating stuff on the car over the winter so that helps and plus it you know you get that out of the way so you're not going okay well make sure we win a race this year so we already got that out of the way well talking about getting 6400 in in a couple of days and me and Armstrong talked about this earlier this year in the late model, you know, world, there's a lot of big paying races this year. And around your little, you know, your home territory, what what does that do for a driver, you know, in your situation? I mean, it's great. Uh, it's just like, uh, you know, the XR or whatever they are, they bought uh, Southern All-Stars. Well, then 
they've I think they've helped come in with some purses and stuff. We went to Scriv and, and I think I run ninth and I got like fourteen hundred dollars in a ten thousand. And that's that's pretty good in my eyes, you know. I mean it paid for our trip for the most part. So even though it wasn't a great night, we still got to put some money back, you know, towards what we spent and and that always helps. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. A lot a lot of these fans don't realize they see the they send ten thousand, five thousand, you know, fifty fifty, twenty five thousand to win. That's not what it pays to out the field. So, like you said, them coming in, pumping a little money in the, you know, for 10th on back, that helps out a, a ton. Yeah, and it's really an awesome time. I guess, you know, with all the TV coverage and stuff we're getting now, but there's been a kind of an influx of money, like you were saying, for them to pay out. Because for a long time, you know, I had plenty of experience running outside the top 10. So I got to find out that most of the time you got like three or $400 if you didn't run into top 10 or if you broke or something. And that sucks. I mean, that don't cover two tires. So uh, it seems like now that, that with a lot of the, the extra money coming in that our start money's better, you know, the money the money goes further past 10th, you know, for, for more than just start money. So uh, it, it's really a good time to, to be racing. A lot, of, a lot of competition right now, too. Yeah, for sure. Well, what's uh... – we, you know, that, so that race this weekend, you won that, and that's uh, that's cool to get that one under your uh, under your belt to get the season started. But what's next for Kenny Collins and your race team down there? Uh, we're going to go to Cherokee this weekend. Uh, we're going to run our, our limited or steelhead car, whatever you want to call it, uh, on Saturday. And I think they got a 2,000 win, and then on Sunday we're going to run the, the Southern All-Star race. Well, you know, you – well, you know, of course, I, I got to remind you, you did win last time you were down there at, uh, at the Blue Gray 100 there on the on the limited race. We did, yeah. It, it took a while. It seemed like it took me about ten years to win a race over there, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, if we can if we can have the same kind of speed we had that day, I I I'd be pretty excited. Yeah, that was a good day there. I was glad to see you get that win. That man put a smile on my face, and of course, we're looking forward to going to, down there this weekend and seeing you run down there again. Yeah, I, I like Cherokee. I, I I used to not, but I've got a. Uh, I guess maybe going and racing some and getting a little more experience there. I've learned to learn to kind of like it, so pretty pumped about it. It is a it's a def, it's definitely a different style racetrack. Like it's it's different. It, you go in the first time me and I, I grew up in Alabama, and then you know started you know racing around the country with Lanigan and stuff like that. So you get to experience different racetracks, and you you roll into Cherokee, and you're like this is this is a wide racetrack, and then you get to racing, and you're like not so much. <laughs> so well, yeah, but I, I, I do think I, I really uh, like to give props there to that uh, Scott Childress and his crowd that's got, they have Livonia and Cherokee now, you know, and I think in the last, I mean, I don't know if y'all agree with me or not, but I think in the last two or three years, the racing has improved at both places tremendously. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely, um, Livonia's definitely stepped up on I mean, it. I've, I've watched those two races and, you know, several guys drove through the field. You know, they started deep yeah. in the pack, and they ended up, you know, Clay Knight finished third uh, that last night. You know, he drove from 14th or something like that. So, I mean, right. that, that shows that it's a racy track. It ain't just one groove. You can you can move around and make some passes. Yeah, and Cherokee, I think it's a lot better now, too. They kind of – I think they kind of cupped one and two and got the top a little more banking. So now you, you don't have to run so dead against the inside wall there. But still, to me, you kind of have to run too low in three and four all the time, but – you can really race through one and two now. I think it's made it a whole lot better. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that over the last last few years. There's 
more people will step up on that high side and, and get a run going down the back straightaway. And, you know, like I said, three and four, you still kind of get it, have to get around the bottom. But at least in one and two, like you said, you can – a guy on the bottom, you can you can hustle it around the high side and make a pass happen. Yes, honestly, I think three and four is maybe like too wide. If it was narrower, they might could cup it more like one and two and make it – because it's almost like you can't get up there. It's like you fall off a shelf or something. Oh, yeah, it crowns off big time up there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just but nothing it's, but it's just nothing but dry dirt up there. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, it's just they never prepared a top up there. It's not, you know. So I mean, yeah, it probably could stand to be reshaped up there, and it might be a good racetrack on that end. One and two, though, like you said, they got it figured out. And if you get a chance to watch that, uh, the highlights from this past weekend's big block race down there, that might that might give you some some pointers on what to expect because they, they that Matt Shepard started back in about twelfth and drove to third on the outside passing everybody so that's got me that's excited and looking forward to it this weekend. I'm glad that they're figuring out how to get our red clay racetracks racier so they don't talk so much shit about us. On, uh, <laughs> all the people from in the Midwest and stuff they come to here they're like oh my god you can't pass yeah so maybe maybe that's giving us a little better reputation now. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that that's that's one thing. Yeah, the, they they we do get the the reputation down here. We get freight trains and rubbered up racetracks. So, but I mean, you got you got Sonoya down there. That's not a rubbered up racetrack. You can race all over that one. Um, Cochran, right. Cochran, you can race all over that one down there in in South Georgia. I think uh, I think Scriven's one of the raciest tracks in the southeast. You you got that right. That place is tiny. You gotta you gotta bend it in the corner almost like you have no no grip sometimes i feel like if you start in the top 10 you got a pretty good chance to win the race for sure that is that's it's almost one of them hidden gems it used to be it is it used to be the kickoff of the outlaw you know season and for for whatever reasons there they they quit going there but um yeah i think they need to get that back i really do it's it kind of loses it you know that event's still good but it's better when it's national and all that yeah yeah Talk, you know, talking like you said, national. Um, you kind of, you kind of hinted on it earlier, um, and kind of get, get you back into that. Have you seen any anything come your way as far as with all these races being televised and and covered on, you know, Dirt Vision, Flow, you know, all these Mad TV stuff? Is is any of that thing trickling down to, you know, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, a guy like you, a, a regional local guy? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, and I talked about this the last time I was on the show was, uh, you know, like we run the Southern Nationals last year, and all that was, was televised. So we run – I missed one race. I didn't go to Beckley. But we run nine races in two weeks or whatever, and, like, we won one. We run the top uh, five, like, four nights. You know, we, we won a couple of heat races. We were competitive the whole time. So we got seen a pretty good bit, and I picked up about – I think it wound up being about six or seven thousand dollars worth of sponsorship just from that deal. That's that's awesome. So it 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 really is, and you know, and and uh, you know, it helps your fan base too. We've sold well, even just like going to the dome, right? So we went out there and raced. Ooh, yeah. And it's a it's a real circumstantial deal. There's a lot of things that can go wrong, you know, depending on. We we wound up drawing early in our group, which was great. So uh, we got to go out and we we wound up qualifying second. Our group won a heat race. And I didn't even make the show. I got uh, busted a tire in the B main, and you can't change tires out there. But, but anyway, I mean, just winning that heat race and the amount of people that seen us there, and the amount of people that seen it on TV. I mean, I think we wound up selling five or six thousand dollars worth of T-shirts and stuff while we were out there. 
and then like this weekend we sold another seven or eight hundred so it's helped it's helped me be able to promote myself as a racer a little bit i feel like also no doubt yeah i kind of i kind of had forgot that you did win that heat race at the at the gateway dome i guess since we hadn't talked to you in a while or had this show going on in a, in a while tell us a little bit about how that trip went and give us a review on your uh st louis trip there if you will man i'll be honest you know i there's a lot of people that i've heard like i don't know the right way to say this but maybe the more national level guys they kind of pick on that event a little bit maybe not i don't know it seems like there's a lot of people that go that shouldn't go maybe there's a lot of cautions and stuff and it's kind of i mean some of it's sort of chaotic right yeah. I mean, it's about like that all-star race thing they had out there at the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah, but for sure. You put it. It's just kind of a chaotic deal, but I think it's one of the greatest experiences a race fan can go to that likes dirt late model racing. Oh, yeah. I went out. I, mean, he, I went the first year they did it and down there, and it was yeah. just – I've been to Supercross events, and when they – when they turned the lights out that that Saturday night and they had driver introductions, they had lasers and everything else, it's like, man, this is badass. This is pretty cool. Yeah. You, you get pumped up. And I'm, I'm sure as a driver, you're, you know, um, you're sitting down there and you got lasers going on. They're calling your name over loudspeaker and people. I mean, you can – not that you can't hear them everywhere else, but there, I mean, it's amplified. You're in a dome. People start yelling for yeah. you. Like, that, 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 was, that was quite an event. It's just cool. I mean, the atmosphere is cool. I compare it to, like, I mean, a, a crown jewel race of 30000 or whatever, and then you kind of mix it with the PRI show because it's downtown, and everybody stays downtown. You can't stay in toters and stuff. There's a casino, like, a quarter mile from the from the dome. So, like, after the race till like, 4 in the morning, the casino is full of every racer you've ever heard of across the country. You know, it's just it's kind of it's just a cool deal. I, I don't know. I like it. I've been out there and watched a couple times before we got to race, and then uh, I'm gonna try to go back. You know, every time we can. It's it's pretty cool. It's uh, I don't know. I think it. Uh, I think it should get a little more credit than it does. So you go back this year, you make the race. What's your intro gonna be like? I don't know. We thought about that last time, and I, I didn't. We had that flat tire, and I didn't get to uh, didn't get to do anything. But I, I don't really know what I would do. I mean, we'd have to you, we'd have to come up with something. You're a little bit of a character yourself, so you you got. I'm sure you could come up with something. I don't know if y'all saw that whole deal where that uh, that company sent me that thing in the mail with the Zaxby's chicken <laughs> yeah. that had got or yes. the chickens that apparently yes. so they were mad because the chickens were treated poorly that were going to Zaxby's, <laughs> but they even said on there that they didn't really know if they were Zaxby's chickens. This is just what they think may be happening. But the big thing that tore me up about it was that they were mad that the, the chickens couldn't see outside because they care that much, right? But oh. it's, it's just it, – it was pretty wild. I might would do something themed to that. So maybe that you need to get a chicken suit like uh, Stroker Ace. I think so. I want like a wounded chicken. Well, like, like a, blow a it chicken on it. that's come out of a battle in World War Two. That's what I want. <laughs> we need to get him dressed up like the San Diego chicken, come out there on some crap. That's what we need. I'm going I'm to blow up a big poster of that stupid postcard they sent me, and that's what I'm going to walk out with <laughs> just so I can advertise for them. That was one of the best. Like, this is how stupid y'all look when y'all send me this. We need to get Zaxby's to sponsor your trip out to. Out they to should. The- I'm even from the town they're in. There we go. Exactly, and we and, and I and I, Georgia. 
I eat a lot of Zaxby's myself. We need a podcast sponsor or something. From, when I ate there the oh, other, it's good stuff. When I ate there the other day, I sent you a Snapchat. I don't know if you got it or not. I hey. said these, I said these chickens here never got to see the light of day. And then there, one of them. I got so many people sending me pictures of chickens and pictures of chicken trucks and stuff yeah. for like two weeks after that. It was wild. Now that Armstrong come in from, you know, delivering gas. He said, "Did you see Kenny Collins?" Snapchat. I go, no. He said, pull it up now. It was great. I'm like, oh my. I, it had me rolling at work. I was like, well, this is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we are entertained by you, Kenny. You're, you're a classic. You're a character. We've had you on the show. You're a big fan of the show. You wear my hat all the time and support that. And I, I appreciate it. But uh, uh, yeah, congratulations on that win again this weekend down there at Livonia. And, and here's the many more this year. You know, you're just getting started this uh this year, and uh, of course, we'll see you down there at Gaffney this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We uh, we got some good things happening. We got a new car ordered from Longhorn and uh, Wesley Page there, and hopefully, we'll get that soon. And that, uh, we got a new engine ordered actually today, so we can get all that put together. We might uh, might have us a pretty good super program here. I'm I'm pretty pleased with it right now. Well, perfect. Well, before we let you go, if you want to uh, rattle off some of your sponsors, there you're uh, more than welcome to here at this time. Yeah, I need to. Uh, first off, I want to thank all my family. Uh, I felt I felt like I fell a little short on thanking people in uh, my interview that night just because I was so blown away. But the uh, my mom and dad, you know, my dad, and me, we, I mean, he, he puts all my engines together. We spent every dime we both ever made to race, and uh, it's just that's the first super race that he's ever been at that I've won, like nine or something. So that was pretty special. Uh, said it was one of the best nights of his life, so I was pretty pretty excited about that. And then. Uh, my grandparents, uh, they got to be there. Pretty much my whole family was there. My daughter was there. Uh, all our sponsors, I'm glad they got to see it. Uh, Coltman Farms, Brett Coltman, he's done a ton for me in the last couple of years, and uh, he's helped us get this new car coming and the engine, and going to be driving for him soon, so uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, Scott Ray Excavating, Vincent Sims Construction, uh, he got to be down there with us that night. Kettle Construction, uh, Hazel Trailer Sales, Schaefer's Oil by Keith Brady. All K Electric, uh, WP Racing Shocks, Wesley Page. I want to thank him especially, too. He's really been a huge part of our uh, success in the last couple of years. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Freeman Plumbing, Dirt Car Lift, uh, Watkins Automotive, RC Performance Racing Transmissions, uh, Superior Electrical Solutions. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, okay, I'm doing pretty good. FK Rod Ends, Velocity Fast Shaft, Excess Power Batteries, uh, Kenny Harris Graden, Collins Auto Salvage, Clements, D5 Speed Shop, Bill Steen, Simpson Roberts Weldon, Oh So Good uh, Bottle Water, Coastal Empire Nutrition, Schoenfeld, Collins Signs, uh, Benji Cole with uh, CTC Engineering, and uh, Purdue Paint and Body. I know that sounds like a lot, but there's a lot of people that help me, so I wanted to make sure I mentioned everybody. Well, it sounds like you got them all in, and, uh, of course, Colin signs there. That's uh, that's your day job, so I know you're still busy this evening, so uh, we'll let you get back to work, Kenny. But we do appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk with us, and, uh, again, congratulations on that win, and here's the many more. Yeah, good luck this year. Yeah, I hope, I hope. Thank you. I appreciate it. And anytime y'all want to have me, just holler at me. Absolutely. Just win another race, and we'll call you up. <laughs> try to do that too maybe we get two this weekend there we go there you go another episode of the forward bike podcast is in the books for this week i'm your host kyle armstrong for adam logan we'll see you next week